Welcome to the All-American Chapel Protestant Service Podcast. This week's sermon will be given by Chaplain Ivan Aragin. Dear Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for coming, Emmanuel, God with us, that you would love us, that you would love us to the point of dying for us, that we may be forgiven and raised from the dead, that we may have the blessed hope of eternal life with you. Lord, I thank you for today as we come together to celebrate those who have accepted faith in Jesus Christ and that we can celebrate their baptism into the Lord. And the baby's coming forward to be dedicated and that we can all come together at the communion table of saints. In Jesus' name, be with us today as we glorify you. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. I would like for you to please open your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. You can reach there in your pew Bibles, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. And, so that's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. And I also want you to reach forward and obtain the hymn book that's in your pew in front of you as well and turn to page 526. That's 526, your hymn book. And if you have to blow some of the dust off of it, please do so since those may have not been used in a while. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13. Now I want you to take a step back and just look what's before us. Do you see the beautiful story that's been presented here? We were reminded of baptism as Chaplain Cook identified earlier as one of the ordinances one of those commands that has been given to us to continue doing comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 28. And we saw in baptism that beautiful illustration, which is also supported in Romans, chapter 6, of being buried to what? Dead to our sins. Buried and then being raised to new life. Those that made that decision this morning, as many of us in his room have. I was around the age of 13 when I made that decision to be baptized. That's, that action of what is to come. Hope. That one day, and what is it that 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 says? Let me read that for you. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. And baptism 
is a great illustration of that hope, that conviction that one day, one day, death will not hold us in the grave. Isn't that incredible? And then we had that beautiful illustration of baby dedication where those parents were standing here as a testament of their own convictions of that work that the Holy Spirit has done in their lives to say, you must pass this on to the next generation. How many of us parents have done that? Multiple times. I've been at there six times. I have six kids. Over a span of how many years, dear? <laughs> Fourteen years. And all, I imagine many of you parents have also done that as a witness of that inner conviction, that being convinced that what was read earlier from the book of Isaiah... Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Almighty God. The government will rest upon his shoulders. That the King, Jesus Christ, says, if I can transform you, I can transform your children. I can transform your neighbors. I can transform your enemies. And that is the hope, the hope of that candle that says one day, this one will come. Do you see the storyline spread out before us? A wonderful story of hope reminding an expectation that is going to come. That you can give your life on it. As Christ gave his own life for us. And then you see here. Hope. Joseph, a one who had to be convinced by an angel to say, Look, you have not violated her. But this is a manifestation of God's grace and mercy and hope to restore humanity back into alignment to God's favor. And Mary, a woman, young, probably confused, and yet she convinces, convinced by God's presence, convinced by an angel as well, and she magnifies God and says, your will, your will be accomplished, be accomplished in my life, because I have the hope that what you are doing, as radical as it is, and how many of us have been radically changed by Christ? Look around, folks. Your neighbor that is sitting next to you, the transformation that has occurred. You as parents, you can look at your kids that are now growing up and you see that transformation. That incredible hope that Simeon, when Simeon held that baby in his arms, and he says, now I can die. I have seen the hope, the promise of your glory. I'm holding 
almighty God in my hands. Wow. That is hope. That is hope that all this storyline culminates here at the cross. A cross that would receive the creator of all humanity. A cross that would bear my sins. A cross that looked back to the beginning of time of Genesis. A cross that looked all the way to the end of Revelation. And Christ says, I am going to accomplish this. I will be the sacrifice. And Hebrews reminds us over and over again that the blood of goats and the blood of lambs would not be sufficient, but it is the blood of Christ, the one, the holy lamb that John said, look, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, that lamb is the one who gives us hope. And can you imagine, or rather, can we be reminded of, of the one that was hanging on the cross and looks to Jesus after hearing all the mockery and the accusations and the hurt from the other. Says, remember me this day. Remember me and have mercy. Do you think that one had hope? He was dying. His death was there. He knew it. And he, as, as Christ, as, as, as historical evidence that shows it, that, that he had to probably lift up on his legs to gasp air and to say, remember, remember me. And Christ reaches up on his feet. I will remember you for today. I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to give you hope that today you will be with me forever in paradise. And one day we will see that one. And we'll get to know his name. And all of this story points here. Points to this reminder of hope. Of a conviction. Of a certainty of an anticipated expectation to be fulfilled. That is hope in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus alone. No one compares to him. No one. And this is our encouragement to you. As scripture says, we speak life to life to those who believe in and life to death to those who reject. Coming from, I believe, 2 Corinthians. The word of God speaks life. What is your hope? Where is your hope? Where does your hope rest? Where does it lay? God says, believe on my son, Jesus Christ. For there is no other name under heaven by which men can be saved. Out of Acts chapter 4, 
no other name. And we celebrate communion today because communion echoes, communion announces, communion proclaims over and over in a steady drumbeat, this is why we can have hope because of the cross. And when Christ gathered his disciples, as we read earlier, as Chaplain Lyme read from the book of Matthew, Christ gathers his disciples and he takes a cup and he says, see this, see this represents my blood. That will be poured out. Viciously poured out. Excruciating pain. I am amazed that Christ did not die immediately from the blood loss. That he steadfast continued to approach their cross. Even though at the Garden of Gethsemane, not, Lord, if there was any way. And there, Christ says, I surrender. I surrender to your will. And that's my challenge to you. Will you surrender? Will you surrender? Because every time you come to chapel or you have that day and day interaction with God and God looks at you and he says, is my son's blood upon you? And you keep saying, no, it's not. Then God says, why do you reject? Why do you continue to run from me? What hope do you have? Christ with his disciples, this cup represents my blood to be shed for your forgiveness of sins. For what separates you from my Father in heaven, I can restore. And then Christ, a simple unleavened bread, says this represents this will be what will occur at the cross beaten pierced whipped for us and powerful powerful stories powerful stories that are represented here through that simple act of obedience of baptism. I will follow you. This is that outward expression that I'm changed. To the simple act of obedience of those parents who are saying, we are trusting our children into your hands, O oh Father. That you would shield them, guide them, and that you would hold us as parents accountable to teach them your ways. And we're reminded of what happened on that simple night in Bethlehem. The fulfillment of the promises of the old prophets. And we're reminded again of here. That God says, I invite you. If you believe this, you believe that. You believe this, 
you believe the cross, this table welcomes you. But if you have not surrendered, then God says, surrender to him first before you come to this. Because we cannot identify with the resurrection of Jesus Christ until we identify with his birth, crucifixion, and death, and resurrection. And that's the challenge that you must decide. If you have not made that decision, then do so. There are chaplains here that would be more than happy to sit and talk with you. And if you need to do that now, take that step and come out. Because this is hope offered. To reject this is to say, I want to continue my hopelessness. My hopelessness without Christ. And Christ says, but I can change that. We are not like, for those of us who have surrendered to Christ, we are not like the world who has no hope. But we have hope grounded in the cross and rejoicing in the Lord's Supper that God will fulfill His promises one day. One day He will come. Please, German, a word of prayer. My Father, you are the God who sees our hearts. And if there is one here today that needs to surrender, then Father, bring your conviction and your grace and your redemption upon that one to seek your love. Father, you are in control of our lives and these stories that we have just been reminded of here before our presence. It's a simple act of glorifying your name for what you have accomplished in your son Jesus Christ. Be glorified. Be glorified, Father, for the sake of your son. For I ask this in his name. Amen. I'd ask you to look at 526, the hymn, Solid Rock. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Do you see how this song reminds us of the stories? My hope is built on nothing less. 
The table is open for us to celebrate hope, hope, hope. The table is open for us to celebrate, to worship God, and to say thank you. I would like for the chaplains that are assisting this morning to please come forward. And as they come forward, I would encourage you, if you are still not convinced of this, then please don't insult God. Do not minimize the sacrifice of his son. You deal with Christ and his glory before you surrender here. And for those of us who have surrendered, who have been washed, cleansed, and continually be washed in the blood of Christ, this table is for you. Christ says, come and rejoice with me because one day I will share that cup in glory. And he is waiting to do that. But for now, we hold fast our conviction of hope. I'm going to pray and I want to remind you that if you can just exit to your left and make your way down and the chaplains will serve you. And for those of you that are senior saints, please, you can stay seated and we will serve you. Please join me in a word of prayer. My Father, we are reminded again of your glory and your grace. We thank you, Father, for this simple act of obedience to worship you through the cup and through the bread. May your Holy Spirit continue to indwell in our hearts to, to still us towards you in peace, grace, mercy, love, and holiness to bring glory to your name. Sanctify us, O oh Father. Purify us for the sake of your Son, Jesus. In his holy name we pray. Amen. That was this week's All-American Chapel Protestant Service podcast. Please tune in for next week's podcast.